Welcome to Stepping Into Health, inspiring conversations with Tamara Ortigal. Join me for engaging conversations with people who are utilizing holistic modalities to heal and transform the mind, body, and soul. You will hear amazing stories from real people who have been on the journey to reclaim their health and gain insights you can begin to incorporate into your daily self-care routine today. Welcome to episode 11 of Stepping Into Health, Inspiring Conversations with Tamara Ortigal. Today I'm chatting with my new friend, Izzy Marcus. Izzy and I had a wellness showcase we did at Lux Honor in LaGrange. She is an advocate for Noonday Collections and their artisan partners around the world. The sale of their beautiful handcrafted jewelry and accessories support some of the most vulnerable communities globally. I know you will love to hear more about Noonday and I look forward to this chat. Good afternoon, Izzy. Good afternoon. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just fine. Thank you. And yourself? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just sitting here looking at the beautiful skyline and enjoying the nice fall day. Agreed. It is quite beautiful out there. It's nice. Yeah. I'm thankful. So anyway, I'm excited to talk with you about Noonday and all your other adventures. So um, do you want to start by telling people a little bit about your background? Um, so, um, and the question is how far back? No, uh, pretty much, uh, I would like to put it as, um, I have had, I've tried on many hats in my lifetime. I, you know, all the way back to, you know, the typical teenage jobs, part-time working at a grocery store. Uh, I've worked and then moving forward, I've worked in retirement communities. I've worked in, um, bridal, uh, photography shops back in the days where it was still old film versus versus digital. I have worked in the interior design industry. I have worked in um, importing goods. I have worked um, also in the um, Chicago Board of Options Exchange. So I've done quite a few different things in my lifetime trying to figure out what was the right fit. And someday soon, I hope to figure out what I want to be when I grow up. But, you know, I'm 42 years into that progress and I still haven't figured it out. So one day, maybe I will. Well, they say that you're going to have at least seven careers in your lifetime. So, um, you know, if you live to the ripe old age of 90 something, you know, you've got plenty of time to explore things that you like. All the marvelous things. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So I know I I think it's really great to, you know, kind of try on different hats and, um, you know, you get to use both sides of your brain and that's kind of cool. So, um, yeah. So tell me how you ended up with Noonday. Okay. So I just realized in my list, I kind of stopped. Um, so I stopped right about the time with the list when my kids were born. I was a stay at home mom for a couple of years. And um, so I have to add into that list that I went back to school to become an esthetician. I've also worked at a doctor's office. And so, and also I'm also a henna artist. So if anyone knows, it's uh, using henna paste to temporarily design, put temporary designs on people. And that's, again, I love that too. And with all of these different iterations of myself, um, one of the biggest things that I value is growth and learning. So it was always picking up this book and listening to this new podcast and constantly trying to figure out more about this world that we live in. And it was in this process that I came across a podcast that was talking about the fashion industry and fast fashion and how very unethical most of the fashion industry is, which some of that I knew. Um, There was obviously more to be learned. Um, which I've done over the years, but they mentioned this company called Noonday Collection. 
Now, Noonday Collection is a direct sales company, and I know some people do not have a big love of direct sales company, but how amazing and different it is, is the fact that it partners with artisans, independent artisan companies throughout the world to bring their handmade goods here. So what that means is we do not have any of our own workshops or anything like that. Noonday Collection actually partners with 33 independent um, companies in 15 different countries. And what the artisans create, we simply bring here to America to sell to expand their marketplace. That is so cool. Yeah, I, let's talk about the direct sale industry for a minute. I know sure. I've been part of it for the last 10 years. And I, I just think people don't understand it. And I wish that they would. So you know, one of the things that I love about it is that it cuts out all the marketing mm -hmm. um, costs, because we're just selling person to person with people in our inner circle, or people who cross our path. And, um, you know, I know when I want to buy something. I love buying from someone I know and trust and um, yes. it makes things really nice. So I, I hope that as we continue, people will start to be more comfortable with that process so that, you know, they can realize that, you know, everyone's trying to earn a living, but also share things that they really love and care about. So well, I'm sure I that you find that too. Absolutely. And I think one of the other things is we had to I, I know at least for myself, um, I try to be a very uh, conscious consumer. And again, what I'm not necessarily a huge fan of is some of these big box stores where it's like CEO middle, like there are so many cogs in the wheel that, you know, where there can be questionable practices as far as ethics go, um, it, you know, especially like, it, you know, as the trickle down happens, like who is actually making the items? Are they getting a fair and living wage? Those kind of things. So what I love about more of a direct sales model, specifically for Noonday, but also with many other products, as you're mentioning, is it's really as few people as possible so that um, each piece is getting the money is going back to the artisan. Uh, the really cool thing is they actually set the prices for what they are willing to um, sell them for with Noonday. And then the difference in price from that to what the people here in America buy is pretty much um, getting it here, you know, going through all of the shipping and the warehousing and that kind of stuff. But it's, it's pretty, you know, spot on direct. Mm -hmm. And it's really, yeah, it's very beautiful and it's very affordable. Um, you know, I bought the one pair of earrings from you that are from Nepal and um, gosh, I think they were, you know, 30 something. And yeah. I felt that was a really, really fair price for such high quality. And um, I've, I've been wearing them a lot. I'm kind of like that when I get something new. I tend to wear it a lot at the beginning and then I'll mix it in with all my other things I love. But um, yeah, the, the stuff is just gorgeous and it makes me feel good that I'm supporting, you know, a village um, in some way. Yeah, well, that that's one of the cool things is we have about... It, it obviously fluctuates month to month uh, for various reasons, but right now we're working about with 4,500 artisans uh, approximately. 
But the really cool thing is when you think about that, most of the artisans are female, not all of them, but a good majority. And so when they are earning their paycheck, it is going towards their family, towards their children, towards medical care, towards food, towards education. And what they, we have an impact report. We have the one from 2018. The 2019 one has been a little bit delayed because home office has been a little busy. Uh, but what they were saying is for each one of those artisans, they're su- supporting usually about five family members. So when you just simply do exponential, I mean, we talk about the ripple effect all the time where, it, you know, any of the sales that we make can then go and support the dignified work of this artisan who's then turning around and supporting their family. I mean, we have been hearing stories from the beginning with um, since the lockdown across the world of many of our artisan partners that they are extending beyond their own artisans and they have been supporting their whole communities that they're near. In India, there was one group specifically that opened up a communal kitchen at first because I don't know if you followed it all, but the the lockdown in India was not exactly clearly or easily handled, especially for many of the people who had long distance to travel home. And so there were many people who do not have access to food and it, it became very, very much a mess very quickly. So they were feeding about 300 people a day for a while and then they have been able to shift over time to creating care packets that they still deliver to remote uh, they still deliver um, to remote villages so it will be like rice and dal and um, some disposable masks and cleaning supplies feminine products for the ladies these kind of things that they might not have access to otherwise because again things have just become so disrupted in their lives yeah i know the shipping um, things that get shipped right? We're all buying everything online. And um, I know with the Healy that I sell, it comes from Germany to Utah. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there was a big delay initially in people getting theirs, you know, four to six weeks. um, And it's resolved itself now. But um, yeah, overseas shipping and, um, and then I'm sure locally in those countries, just the delays are really negatively impacting people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I had not heard of Noonday before. Um, How is it um, very popular in the Chicagoland area or are you one of only a few reps? So um, there's not very many reps in the Chicagoland area. Our, the company itself is about, it's actually going to be 10, month, 10 years old next month, um, but it was started in Austin, Texas. So if you go down to Texas, you're going to hear a lot more about it because there's a lot more reps there. But across all of the United States, there are less than 2,000 reps. So, I mean, there's really, there's not a ton of us. Um, and then at any act time you know how many people are active so i think in the chicagoland area there's less than 20 and i'm talking you know the very broad chicagoland area even you know down to indiana wow yeah that's not very many yeah no yeah i know it is really cool to buy jewelry even in the states from people directly i there was a a six-month period where i was a little burned out in my health and wellness work and so i was a um, independent rep for Sarah Blaine jewelry and mm. she's out of Georgia. And um, she had at the time um, some jewelry for home sale and then also some products at Nordstrom and places like that. But mm-hmm. it was really cool to know that I was directly impacting her family, that she was creating yeah. these, you know, beautiful um, rings and necklaces and earrings and things like that. And 
um, and that I was really directly impacting her family. And then she also had some charities that she supported. So that was really neat. Um, so well, I like that too. Yeah. And um, so Noonday is set up as a B corporation. So we are, we are fully business, fully, you know, we are a business, we are not a charity, but do you know much about B corporations? I do, but um, because um, yeah, some of the corp, some of the marketing companies I've been part of have been um, yes. as well. And I love the sustainability, but not everybody does know. So go ahead and share. Okay. So what a B Corp is, is it's another corporation, but how they get the, the title B Corp is they actually have, they have to commit that a margin of a section of their profits are going to go back to a charitable cause. And they have to prove this. They get an outside review of their books and that's how they can become certified B Corp. So it, it sounds very simplistic, but it actually truly means a lot. It means that the company is saying, we really do give back. These are, this is, how we give back some of the more popular b corps that people might know would be ben and jerry's patagonia dr bromner's and there's quite a few around the world and it's one type of business that i hope really grows over the next couple of years because i very much believe business can be used to benefit the world mm-hmm. so our b corp um what we the what our charity is called is um the flourishing world initiative and what it does is it typically goes back to help our artisan partners. Uh, again, in Uganda, it was buying water filtration water filtration systems for the workers. Uh, it's helped build new workshops for some of our artisans. It has helped with medical care. I mean, there's been clinics that have been built. So it really depends uh, on the needs that are around. And on the website, and on the Noonday website, if you go to the impact tab, you can look up all the different things that we've been able to help with. And since the coronavirus and the lockdown started this year, we have been donating back as much as we can back to our artisans to, again, help them, you know, just reach some stability with their lives and with their communities. Yeah. So most of the time it's it's for food time and time again. Wow. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, it's I think we all need to start paying a little more attention to the environment. And, um, you know, most of us recycle, but um, also, you know, companies who their packaging materials are recyclable is really nice, too. And I know a lot of B course are like that. So absolutely. Yeah, that's great. yeah, also sustainability is one of the 10 principles of fair trade. Um, it, I can look them all up. I don't have them in front of me and I can never rattle them off quickly. But one of them is just, uh, like planetary sustainability and we are fair trade. We are part of the Fair Trade Federation. Yeah. And actually, um, it's really cool. One of our partners, um, Moon Sharma, she is. Oh, no, I just I'm suddenly going. Is it Moon Sharma or is it Rupa? I believe it's Moon Sharma. And I might just have gotten my two artisans, two of the ladies that I've met, I might have just gotten them backwards. But the president of the Fair Trade Federation right now is actually one of our artisan partners. Oh, wow. So, That's cool. Yeah. 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 I know. I love things that are sustainable. In fact, um, over the summer, we moved into a condo and um, it has LEED certification, which means mm-hmm. that, you know, the, all the materials that were used have to pass a certain um, regimen and, um, be sustainable. And then we have to have a certain amount of prairie grass around us. And, um, it just, you know, the ventilation system and all the different components have to be healthier and more sustainable than previous construction would have been. So, um, I love that. 
Yeah. Because it, it matters so much in the day to day. Yeah. And we need mm-hmm. to, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's right. It's health promoting. It's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so tell me a couple, like, obviously I know about the beautiful earrings, but what are some <laughs> of your favorite products that you sell through Noonday? Well, um, yes. So the, I mentioned before that we are based out of Austin, Texas, and, you know, I don't want to be stereotypical with Texans, but we have a lot of statement earrings. We have a lot of big, beautiful, colorful, hello, I am here earrings. And I think that was one of the, when I first started with the company two years ago, that was one of my biggest adjustments because I wasn't that much of a jewelry person like yes I like jewelry but I didn't wear tons of it but trying to start like wearing and wearing well statement earrings it was really a challenge and then I started and I'm like oh this is fun and I've never looked back so um, that's been a lot of fun we have quite a few pairs right now we actually have one called the satellite and I think they might be my current favorite because they're like three um, wire, like almost like a teardrop shape. And so they're very, they're kind of larger scale, but because of the materials used, it's very lightweight and they move. So they kind of dance on your shoulders and they're just absolutely beautiful and lightweight. So I absolutely love those. Well, you do pull Um, off the look because the day I met you, um, you were, yeah, I think you had on like something, some yellow with gold earrings, maybe, um, uh, bigger, bigger. Yeah, were they were they a bunch of little yellow beads? I think so. Okay, so those were actually the Duchess earrings, and those are from Uganda. Those are from our longest partnership, and those are all hand rolled paper beads. So each earring has over two hundred hand rolled paper beads in the Duchess. Wow. They they yeah I know I, and I've seen video of the artisans just rolling all the little tiny paper beads and rolling you know on like toothpicks and they're just rolling and having a marvelous time and chatting in circle and I, I they're kind of changed their format right now but that is how it has been in the past and just watching the artisans like string them all up is absolutely amazing you know that's cool yeah wow <laughs> Yeah. So that's awesome that you are working in a way that supports people um, and their livelihood and the health and well-being of their family. What kinds of things do you do for your own family? Well, uh, we are a family of four, a fairly traditional suburbanite house, you know, with a husband, wife and two kids. So they're the kids are both teenagers. And um, one of the things that we have found very interesting, you know, we've always been a fairly active family. We don't really do sports per se, but we do a lot of hiking and kayaking and out in nature. And um, with everything that has had to shift, um, it has been interesting to see how our activities shift. My son, who is 16, has been going out on longer and longer bike rides. And actually him and a couple friends um, last last month or the month before ended up biking, biking over 80 miles to Wisconsin one day. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, the, and they had their maps and they had their water and some snacks and they had it all planned out and they went. So it was like, okay, you know, it's, I don't think that's something that would have happened, you know, if they had had access to like go to a movie or go to, you know, I mean, they're teenage kids. So, yeah. You know, oh gosh, just it's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to be able to get outside. I think we've been mm-hmm. blessed with really beautiful weather all spring and summer. So 
Absolutely. I know we were hiking a few weeks ago over at Starved Rock and that it's just, it's always so beautiful there. You know, I was very upset that, have you ever been to Matheson State Park, which is just, just down the road? No, I've only been to Starved Rock. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would highly recommend taking a stroll down the street to Matheson because it is fabulous, but there was some storm damage back in August that still had not been repaired. So it was closed when we went. Oh, bummer. Yeah. 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 I'll have to take a, a ride out there this fall because I'm sure that's always so pretty in the fall with the leaves changing. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So that's great that your family is spending more time outdoors. Is there anything else that you are focusing on right now, given the pandemic? And Well, um, I think part of it is just trying to make sure that um, I am modeling. I mean, again, kids being teenagers, they don't always listen to suggestions, but making sure that I'm modeling very good, um, healthy coping mechanisms. Because I think right now the temptation is to just, you know, binge watch Netflix and drink extra wine and just kind of like let the days pass. And I, don't get me wrong, there have been phases of that in, in my <laughs> house. I don't know about anyone else. But um, I think everyone's, uh, yeah, we're all indulging a little more on food and drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But again, just trying to also balance it with, you know, a little extra a few more walks, a little extra meditation, drink some more water, eat a little bit healthier, you know, again, gratitude journals, journaling in general, you know, yoga, I like to do Zumba, because again, sometimes I just like to flail about and you know, that you can do that. And um, it's part of the class. So it's great. A friend of mine actually teaches Zumba, and she's been doing it in her driveway for anyone who wants to join in. Oh, how so fun. yeah, yeah, oh, that's great. so that's been absolutely lovely. Yeah. And um, what has it been like for your kids to do e-learning and for you to be a parent um, during this time? So it has been good and bad. Um, the good part is they are older. So I do not have to, I, I know quite a few people with younger children more or less have to sit with their child the whole entire day and kind of help them, help them, help them. Uh, my kids are older, so I've not had to do that. What I've had to do was um, remind them to, you know, in between classes, stand up, go get a glass of water, you know, rest your eyes, stretch, you know, all the things that you have to acclimate to when you're working more in an office job, a nine to five where you're sitting in a chair, um, they're suddenly having to figure out how to manage that at a very young age. And so I worry about their bodies. Um, they, I got them the blue light glasses because my daughter was getting horrible headaches. But again, it's like, let's make sure we're taking our vitamins. Let's stretch a little bit, you know, let's take a little break. Let's go for a quick walk, you know, yeah. again, just trying to help them manage. Yeah. Those blue light glasses are so great. We um, bought them a couple of years ago. Um, we have the br uh, brand called Zenny. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, they're, they're very inexpensive and they, they're kind of cute. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I hope a lot of people know about them because yeah, sitting in front of screens all day long, it can really um, be wearing on your eyes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Just take its toll. Right. Yeah. I know my, um, my older kids are in their twenties and they work with a lot of technology and they have gigantic monitors and then their cell phone and their laptop. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so, um, yeah, they've really enjoyed having the glasses to support their, the health of their eyes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. And, uh, so back to your business, how do you, sure. how do you promote noonday? 
Well, that has been the challenge of this calendar year because typically noonday is run by doing home parties. So, you know, if anyone's ever been to a pampered chef party or anything like that, you know, where you go to a person's home and the items are there and everyone can look at them and try the items on and then another person hosts after that. That is typically how we have run our business because we like to gather women and tell the stories of our artisans and really create a marketplace for them that night and unfortunately we are not gathering this year (laughs) so um, we have been switching over to virtual parties um, Facebook parties zoom parties and the good and the bad of it is the great part is people who host can invite people from all over the country because you know they don't have to travel the downside is a lot of people are just very done with computers at the end of the day You know, they don't necessarily want to jump on a Zoom call or, you know, they just want to relax. And that's totally understandable. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, but our artisans still need us, you know. Right. So we've been trying to pivot and figure it out. A lot of people are like, well, you know, I'm not going anywhere, so I don't really need any jewelry. And I'm like, yes, but earrings are great for Zoom calls. You know, you just put on a big pair of earrings and then you don't have to put on as much, you know, eye makeup. I don't know. (laughs) But (laughs) it's one of those things just trying to, I mean, again, we also have bags. Nobody's purchasing bags, you know, actually I have, we have a mini backpack. So it's not a mini, mini backpack, but it's a smaller scale backpack. And I've sold a few of those because I've used those that like mad um, since this began when I go grocery shopping and such, so that I don't have to set my bag down anywhere. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. We have that and we have some crossbodies, but um, we have these big, beautiful bags that are hand woven by these women with traditional backstrap looms in Guatemala. And nobody's really looking at those because again, those, you know, you'd have to put it down their shoulder bags and nobody really wants that at this time. So again, it's just trying to figure out next steps forward. Yeah. You know, what are the, um, what are the price points of your, um, different categories. Let's start with earrings. Can you give me a range? Yeah. Well, earrings are going to go anywhere from, you know, the low thirties, probably up to almost $60. And the ones that are more expensive typically are the hand beaded ones from Guatemala, simply because the hours that it takes to do, you know, to, to create them, you know, to hand stitch all the beads together. Right. Right. Okay. And then how about a handbag? What's the range? Well, the handbags, the, so the really cool thing is most of our bags fall into a few different categories. Either you're going to have a leather bag or an upholstered bag. And mostly upholstered bags are again, going to be with the um, Guatemalan woven from a backstrap loom, or it's going to be a, um, a bag that has been embroidered by women in Peru. So the bags, depending on the size, like the smaller bags, you're looking at around 150 to 200. The large bags, you're looking closer to 200 also. Um, we have quite a few that are in leather. Um, from Ethiopia, it's a super soft leather. And then my favorite bags are actually um, from India and they're goat leather. And um, basically what happens in India is they don't, again, like many other, many of the countries that we work with, they use all of the animal when it passes, Um, you know, again, they would be eating the meat and they would be using the hides and everything else. So the goat leather bags are amazing because I've gotten mine soaking wet and it's fine. 
Oh. It's just, it's, it's totally fine. And the other thing is they use a natural vegetable dye. So it's again, much more environmentally friendly. And so it darkens over time. When you first get it, it's like a really light fawn color. And then over the years, it goes to more of a caramel and then into a deep brown. Oh, interesting. So it's just gorgeous. <laughs> you know, I, I love mine, you know. I love her. So those are, we call it the modern leather toad, the rustic leather toad. And then there's also a little one, it's called the rustic leather wallet, but it can be a wallet. It can be a small crossbody, and it can also be a fanny pack because, oh, I'm sorry. What are they calling it now? A wallet belt or a waist bag or whatever. I've heard different terms for it, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I, I noticed when we were together that, yeah, there's some that are very, you know, great for a professional look. And then there's some kind mm -hmm. of intermediate and then there's some super playful. So there absolutely. really is something for everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's one of the other fun thing is because what we do is something called collaborative design. So what happens is one of our designers will go from home office and meet with a head artisan to of each group. And what they'll do is they'll say, okay, according to predicted fashion trends, these are the colors and the shapes and the styles that are going to be popular. Usually the design process is a year out. So right now they'd be designing for fall 2021. So these are the predicted colors, styles and everything else. And then the artists in there will work, they'll work together to create something new and fresh. So unlike, you know, if you've ever been to 10,000 Villages, which is an absolutely fabulous fair trade shop, the problem is everything that they have there, they had there five years ago, 10 years ago. It's always the same kind of things. There's nothing new. There's nothing fresh. Whereas our products are always, we, we, it's a running joke. We're always on trend. You know, um, a couple of years ago for our holiday, we had a palm wreath, you know, so it was a bunch of little handmade pom-poms from our ladies in Peru, and it was stitched into this big colorful wreath, and it was so much fun. Anthropology, that same holiday season, had a pom-pom wreath. Right now we have these earrings with this horseshoe shape. They are everywhere in the fashion magazines. So it's a, we try very hard to stay on trend simply because then people are going to be wanting to purchase it and they can see that it's quality and we can get more sales for our artisans because yeah. that's our number one goal. Yeah, I can see. Yeah. Yeah. Your stuff is, it's really, really very pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And trendy. And trendy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So right now, if someone wanted to connect with you for Noonday, what would be um, the best way for them to do that? So there's many ways to do that. Um, there's You could always email me um, and my email, would you prefer me to say it or will it be in the show notes? Um, go ahead and say it and then I will add it to the show notes as well. Thank you very much. Uh, so my email is Izzy, so I-Z-Z-I. -I. Oh dot period aspire a s p i r e at a t t dot net i do apologize for the kind of gap in there okay. um or the other way to reach me honestly through social media both instagram and facebook uh, my pages are izzy i z z i noonday and henna so i'm fairly easy to find that way and you know social media direct message and private message works very well too yeah Okay. And before we close out, tell us just a little bit about henna and um, what you're doing with that. 
Absolutely. So um, henna is one of my favorite hobbies. Uh, it is a traditional beautification treatment for women. And actually, it was for men, too. It, the oldest known examples that we have of it is uh, mummies in Egypt, in pre-dynastic Egypt. So 5,000 years ago, they discovered mummies that hair and fingernails had been dyed with henna. And they know it's henna because they did the chemical analyses on it. And what isn't known is the early, early trends. Was it part of the mummification process or was it done during their lifetime? So that's the big question mark of when did henna get applied to the mummies? But moving forward, it, I absolutely love the history. And that can be a whole nother long conversation is just following it along trade routes all throughout, you know, the Mediterranean, the Iberian Peninsula, uh, Greece and Morocco, what is now Morocco, all through, you know, the Middle East and then moving on into India with the Persian Empire when the Mughal Empire moved in from Persia to India. Again, there's, you can just kind of follow this wonderful art um, and it was a woman's art and just you can see how it would move with people from place to place and be shared and enjoyed. So I, it's one of my favorite hobbies. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Do you just share that with your like inner circle, close friends and family or how do you share henna? Mostly. Mm -hmm. Mostly. I have actually done some classes at libraries about the history of it. I might be teaching another class on that at our local yoga studio here next month. I'm not sure where we're talking about trying to figure out the date for it. Um, but again, it, I like to do it for friends and I like to do it for people who appreciate the artistry of it. I do not typically do weddings, which is very common. I typically don't do like parties and things like that because to me it is a shared experience and a way of um, celebrating and, you know, connecting. That's neat. Yeah. Um, and how long does henna last? Ah, now that depends on the person and the placement. So henna can last anywhere from about three days to two weeks. The biggest difference being um, uh, once it's applied, you have to leave it on because I only use natural henna. There's also some chemical versions of henna that can stain longer and darker, but I do not use them because again, they're chemical based. And so natural henna, you have to be careful with. You have to leave it on for quite a few hours and then you have to try to not get it wet. Now, um, usually these days, if I'm going to apply a henna stain, it will be above the wrist simply because the hand is more traditional, but everyone's washing their hands so much. And the more you wash, the, the henna goes because henna actually stains your skin. Uh, so henna is absolutely permanent. It stains your skin. Your skin, however, buffs off and, you know, you shed your skin all the time. So when as the skin sheds, the henna goes. Yeah. So Yeah. And how much does it cost to do a henna design well i i i typically don't do henna designs for money per se like that um but it really is going to depend on where you go and your artist i know some people will do private appointments for larger pieces you can get them done sometimes at craft shows or renaissance fairs and that's going to depend on the artist and the place that's cool yeah very yeah. neat yeah i know it's just another way to of expressing something about yourself and your interests and, it, yes, and it's, tem yes. it's temporary. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. The way I prefer. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Well, I really am so grateful for this conversation. I think, you know, what you're doing is wonderful for all these different artisans, getting the word out and sharing their 
um, wears with all of us. I know I really love my earrings and I look forward to getting more pieces in the future. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for having me on today. You're welcome. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you soon. Marvelous. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed learning about Noonday and their mission. As I mentioned, I love my earrings and was happy to support the fair trade community. If you'd like to connect with Izzy, please email her at izzy.aspire at att.net or find her on social media at Izzy, Noonday, and Henna. If you liked this podcast, please share it with someone you love and be sure to hit the subscribe button so you can listen to our upcoming episodes. If you'd like to connect with me, please check out my Stepping Into Health Facebook page or my website, TamaraOrtigal.com. Have a wonderful day. Be well, everyone.